Running with the Bulls podcast, and we're still on Hoops Dramas. We're still dealing with uh, some technical difficulties with the feed. We appreciate your patience. And uh, I'm Adam. He's Reed. And today is a Monday, the 17th of the seventh month, the 2023rd year after uh, AD Ad Adaculius Davy Alulius. My uh, my great great uncle Philip, he was uh, a big part of the Abulius uh, brigade. People forgot that Abulius Davis used to play for the Pelicantios before going to the <laughs> Lakers. <laughs> you know, it's funny. In I heard in college, Adibius uh, Delubius Davis, he was more of just like a rim protector. His offensive game really started to flourish once he got to the NBA. Yes, yes. And we'll talk more about the Lake Taculars. Jeez, we're we, we're like 40 seconds in and we've jumped off the the silly the silly bridge. Anyway, uh yeah, yeah, NBA offseason. It's it's fun doing these offseason ones just cuz it's like you can talk about anything. You can talk about anything. There's so much speculation um and some teams making some moves. So it's a it's a Monday afternoon. Central time. Well, speaking of speaking of making moves, moves, you've you've made two moves. You you have you are you're in a new place talking yep. to me. You're in a new, new apartment. New, yep. A new a new beautiful building. Congratulations. And the other move you made was you moved your body and got your body to Indiana Jones. Yeah, and a lot of people when they think of Indiana Jones, they actually think Fred Jones. But we're not talking about Fred Jones. We're talking about Henry Jones Jr., who should be a lock in your PPR fantasy draft, like third, fourth round guy, Henry Jones Jr. Who is that? He's a wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders. Henry Jones Jr. Yeah. Is he a rookie? Um, no, he's been around a long time. A long time. So Some like one year? Most people are surprised he's still doing it. He's been doing it a long time. He's starting to look pretty pretty old, but he's still got the We moves. love him. Henry we love Henry Jones Jr. But yeah, no, I saw Indiana Jones and you haven't seen it yet. No, I was I I was getting um I was a little too what's the word I'm looking for? I was too hopeful because I I was like I'll see Mission Impossible and Indiana Jones on back-to-back days and I'm on summer break. I work at a school, so I have all the time in the world yet. I am so lazy that I only got myself to half of that. I saw uh, the new mission impossible, which is fucking awesome. And I love that franchise to death. And uh, I did not get to see the new Indiana Jones, but I will see it by the next time you and I talk about it. But I, d- I did want to get your, I know you liked it. I want to hear your thoughts on, on, Cause you, you're, you're a gigantic, I, right. You're a big Indiana Jones fan. I wouldn't say gigantic, but for sure a big fan. Raiders of the Lost Ark and stuff. I like them all. Even Crystal Skull. Everyone hated Crystal Skull. I like Crystal Skull. Um, But yeah, I suppose I can give a spoiler free review. Hashtag spoiler free review. Yes. Uh, Well, just, I just want to, I just want to know, like, we're getting kind of this Harrison Ford, you know, last act of his career where he plays Han Solo again. He plays Indiana Jones again. He plays a fucking guy on a bobsled with a dog in some Disney movie from last year. Uh, you know, he's doing all the hits. He's playing the hits. 
what what's it like to see and is does it feel like he's he's mailing it in or does it feel does it have any of that special indiana jones feel well uh they do a nice job um giving it kind of that classic indiana jones feel i will say that there are a fair amount of scenes that are kind of like flashbacks so it's like you get to see a little bit of young indiana jones which is cool they um, use the tech the de-aging technology right similar to you know what yeah what we saw with uh, princess leia and stuff uh past years with some of the star wars films not uh quite as far because harrison ford is still alive unlike carrie fisher uh but yeah you do see kind of some of the uh it's I, and, and like I said, I, you know, I'm going to save the big conversation for after, after you've seen it, but it makes it, uh, Indiana Jones, he beats up Nazis. And I think it's good that they establish that like Indiana Jones, the Nazi he beats up in this particular film, they got some history. They got mm. some history. And, uh, you know, the thing I like about Indiana Jones is it kind of like, it crosses a modern mythology in the romanticized, uh, you know, American uh, Americana, if you will, with a cosmic gumbo. No, it, it crosses it over with the, uh, <laughs> with, um, you know, like you do have this historical fiction, but you also have this kind of uh, like action movie uh, feel to it. And every Indiana Jones movie is ridiculous you know whether it is someone's face melting or the giant bugs or you know the aliens of the last one and you know every indiana jones movie has its like ridiculous moments uh but they did a good job and uh it's i i do plan on seeing it again and it's just one of those things where you go into a uh movie and sometimes you're gonna like it at a baseline level because hey it's indiana jones it can only be so bad that's like yeah yeah that's like you with dinosaur movies like you're gonna like it there, yeah. there's no way you don't at least enjoy it you know what i mean and i'm talking about you adam i'm not oh. i'm not talking about me i'm talking I'm talking about adam here and, and, and i'm i'm gonna go off that and say like or like a greek mythology movie which the only one i've ever yeah. walked out of was one of those hercules movies um not the one with dwayne the rock johnson that was good but there was a Hercules movie, I don't know, 10 odd years ago. Dog With Gerard man. Butler, was he? In? No, Whoever, you know, the first movie you the first movie you and I ever saw together was Gods of Egypt. And you fell asleep. I did. And I have gave me some, you gave me some sort of uh gummy and I uh oh, couldn't God. handle it. Well, how about or, that? I don't know if it was a gummy. There was for what? I don't even know. I don't even remember that detail. Actually, neither do I. Never mind. This is a professional podcast. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I honestly don't know if that's true or not, is the funny thing. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. It doesn't matter what the truth is. Okay. You know, know it's funny. I don't know. I don't know if I should make this joke, but when you were saying Indiana Jones is fighting Nazis, I was like, poor Nazi Muhammad. You know, he just Poor can't catch a Chicago, Illinois, high school, great. Uh, yeah. Anyway. He's, he had a nice little career, man. I okay. did. We should I did. Uh, 
Yeah, we we got a shorter episode. Let's get into some actual hoops. Uh, and yes. what better way to talk about Fred Jones Jr. than uh, the Indiana Pacers? Uh, I know we, we were kind of joking about how we wanted to use this as a jumping off point for the Indiana Pacers, but like they're low key a pretty fun team. And while I yeah. refill my cup of coffee, I'm giving you the floor. Take it. Um, I, yeah, we were jokingly about to, you know, transition from Indiana Jones and like talk about the Indiana Pacers. And I do think there's a reason we should talk about the Indiana Pacers. And you talk about at like a baseline, there's like a floor, a baseline floor of where you're going to enjoy the Indiana Jones movies. There's also, I think, a baseline floor of how good the Pacers are going to be. And I think when you have a guy as good as Tyrese Halliburton, you're, for the rest of your time employing Halliburton, you're going to have kind of a baseline floor of almost good to good to great. And I think they're at the almost good right now, possibly going over that to the good this season. I think I think they've loaded up on talent. They got a really cool Draymond Greenish type piece in Jarvis Walker, in my opinion, a guy that can kind of do it all. He's not like perfect at anything, but he's really good at everything. Um, except maybe shooting, but I don't think that's going to be his role on this team. Um, Tyrese Halliburton is good at everything uh, on offense. He's he's a basketball wizard. He can shoot from like 30 feet out. He's one of the best passers in the NBA. He is long. He's tall. He's a basketball genius. He knows exactly where everybody is at all times. They've got a really good coach. And Rick Carlisle, who always tends to wear out his welcome eventually, but I don't think he's close to wearing out his welcome just yet. Um, and he, he's a guy who's a, uh, in, in it's, it's sometimes a little bit of a good old boys club in the NBA in certain circles. And I think he's going to have a very long uh, leash. Like, I think if he, if, and when he wears out his welcome, I think that, He's going to have a long time to get it right with the Pacers because of the relationship with Larry Bird and his history with the team. But, you know, this guy's uh, already done a lot for the Pacers. Uh, you know, he was like the when Larry Bird was the head coach of the Pacers, Carlisle was actually like the guy who did a lot of the X's nose stuff and drew up a lot of those plays. Yeah. And now you got Larry Bird, you know, bringing back in his guy. And somebody who's like won a championship, and you know, it, it was weird to see how bad the Pacers were off the jump with Carlisle. But like, I think we're approaching soon, like a good Pacers Carlisle team. And yeah, it's just like, golly, how do you? <laughs> they just got a lot of really good guards, <laughs> like Benedict Mandarin. Really I'm all in on him. I'm 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 a big fan of uh, Nemhard uh tj mcconnell and then bruce brown's just a guy who now you can kind of bring that dude in and he's just a tough three and d dude who's going to help you kind of like have a little bit more veteran presence miles turner finally got it around i don't think they're like a legit uh noisemaker in the east but i think that they're well i guess they're a legit noisemaker but they're nothing beyond that in my estimation at this point like i don't think i think gonna... they're a sneaky playoff team i think they can make the playoffs yeah, and that's kind of what I mean by that. Like, they're a team that can make the playoffs. I don't think they're a team that can – I'd be surprised if they get in the second round this year unless they do more. But, like, they're going to be a team with an identity and a lot of speed and 
a little bit more toughness and uh, a lot of good shooting. It's going to be a good Pacers squad. I mean, for a long time, we wondered if when, when Miles Turner, I feel like for the last three years, we said, okay, when is Miles Turner going to get traded? I feel like that has been every year since like 2020, it's been Miles Turner. It's just a matter of time before he ends up on the Lakers or it's just a matter of time before they already, they unloaded Sabonis. They're going to unload Turner and do a full rebuild. And they've done, they've done sort of a soft rebuild. Like they didn't, they haven't bottomed out. They never at any point got a top three pick in the last few years. I mean, like they got Tyrese Halliburton with like what the 11th pick or something like that, or even higher uh, or lower, I guess, depending on how you look at it. Like Tyrese Halliburton, I think he was lottery, but he was, he was later in the lottery. Am I right on that? Uh, I'll double check. Sorry, I should have known this going in. I can't remember. I think he was like the 11th pick or something like that. I want to say 11th draft pick. Halliburton draft 12th. 12th pick. 12th, okay. So like, yeah, they got Halliburton. um, And a lot of people, a lot of people love Tyrese Halliburton as just like this really smart, Everyone knew that his passing was going to translate. Like that was that was what coming out of Iowa State. That's what he did. He was a tall point guard. He can see the floor. He's an amazing passer, but he shoots it really weird. He has kind of almost like a Kevin, Kevin Martin, Martin like shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like he shoot he shoots it weird. He has a. It's hard to say sneaky because he's so good at it. But I do think his handle was a little bit sneaky at first because he doesn't move that fast. He's not that flashy. But he's so good at keeping his dribble alive. He's got a really good left-to-right handle. He's so good at kind of like staying alive in the lane before putting up a floater. He has all the tricks offensively that I don't know if everyone thought was going to translate uh, in the NBA. Everyone knew the passing was going to be there. But I think the scoring was the big question mark, and that's why he wasn't you know, a top five, top seven pick. He immediately proved everyone wrong, including myself. Like He's an amazing shooter from everywhere on the floor. He's got a beautiful touch. Uh, inside the paint he's he literally can shoot it from anywhere I mean his range is legitimately I don't want to say it's Damian Lillard deep but it's deep like it's not your average three-point shot no I mean Um, like he this this past year was his lowest three-point shooting percentage season ever and he shot 40 40 he's yeah so imagine how much better imagine how much I mean and he's 22 much easier his shots are gonna yeah he's 22 Imagine how much easier the shots are going to be when he actually has, you know, solid offensive pieces around him. I guess I think, he's 23 like you said, now, but yeah. Well, then he's washed. He's washed. Fuck him. You know, his cousin is Eddie Jones. Is it really? Yeah. That's cool. Wild. Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones. What's Eddie Jones, What's Eddie Jones up to? Is he with Indiana? Uh, he Jones? actually uh, just helped... Uh, Henry Jones Jr. Uh, with his mission against the Nazis. There are so many Joneses. Yeah, yeah. I'm Jonesing for some Joneses. Um, There's so yeah, man. Like, it's like Eddie Jones. I haven't seen you in a long time. Take my whip. <laughs> and then they fought um, a bunch of Nazis. I think um, to your point, I think Benedict Benedict Matherin is kind of a guy that just like I don't know how to necessarily put it, other than he's going to get it done. He's a like psycho. He, he's, he's one of those guys where it's just like, no matter what, he's going to be at least good. 
You know what I mean? Well, like I, he's just got it. Were we comparing him the other day, like off off uh, recording to like Jimmy Butler? He's just got that. Yeah, I like, mean, obviously he's not. He's yeah. he's not there yet. You know, but I don't. He's just got that. Like I am not afraid of anyone factor, and he plays with that. And when you have that, I'm not afraid of anyone factor with the talent and the skill set that he already has. Like he's a, he's a good scorer. He can create for himself. He's a freak, freak, freak athlete. Um, he's going to defend. He's a guy that at the very least will be good. How good? I don't know, but he's not going to be bad. A guy yeah. with that will and that talent just isn't bad. It's just not possible. <laughs> you know, like a guy like that is going to be good. And it's yeah. a matter of how good he's going to be. Is he going to be able to hit threes consistently? Is he going to be able to make his own, you know, create his own shot? I think he will eventually. I don't know if he'll ever reach the level that Jimmy Butler is because Jimmy Butler is, you know, he a might make a couple player of in the NBA. Games, though. That's yeah, kinda, I, you think, know. I, I, I think I think how especially having a guy like Halliburton to make I his think... life easier is, is going to is going to be really great for him. We're, this we're is like a really fun young team, man. That those two is as the the batman and robin or batman and superman for i think years to come yeah and jaris walker is a wild card like he's young 19 years old i think he's like six eight six nine but he can play a little bit of point guard he's a great defender gifted passer i think just like you know just like with halliburton you question his offensive skill set in terms of scoring um, but I don't think he's going to be asked to score. He's he's going to be asked to be a playmaker, kind of like I think him and Miles Turner are going to create havoc defensively. I think that's going to be a hell of a front court where you have Miles Turner blocking everything in sight and Jarris Walker running around. He can guard the perimeter. He can guard the paint. I think Jarris Walker is going to be able to guard anybody. Um, that's he's a Rick Carlisle guy. Like that's you couldn't have asked Rick Carlisle to have a better first round pick than Jarris Walker, in my opinion. Um, the more we talk about this team, the more I'm like, fuck, this team's awesome. Now you're selling yourself. Like, they're, I, like, I think they're going to be like, I don't want to make a prediction that they're a playoff team. I will make a prediction that they're at the very least, at the very least, they're a play in team. They're going to make the play in tournament. I don't really doubt that unless there are some horrific injuries that they have to deal with. This is a team that has an identity. Like you said, like the identity is already there. They were in the middle of a soft rebuild. And I think that soft rebuild is coming to a head. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of work to do. They're not going to be able, to, you know, they're not going to sign lots of free agents. But like you said, signing Bruce Brown is a start. Like that's that's not nothing. Yeah, I I, I think uh, you heard it here first, folks. Well, uh, got a little bit of time left. We got to talk about the Phoenix Suns because I think uh, it's the first time doing a show where now they have Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton, and let's not forget, let's not forget. Future All Star, Bobo, and Eric Gordon. Um, yeah, uh, I guess like what? What's That's your right. Initial... I, I, you know, Adam. Well, I forgot about the Eric Gordon. That's a big one. That's they retooled quickly. The, it's they like, really did. I, I'm just gonna get it out of the way. I don't think this team's a contender. I think they're really dang good. You don't think they're a contender? I, I, I just, I, I think that they're a contender to get to the Western Conference Finals. I don't think that they're a championship contender. Not right now. I I think that they have like I'm and they have all the talent in the world, but it is extremely top heavy. 
And I just don't think that when it gets down to brass tacks that the other really, really, really good teams in the West, when they're going to run into a Denver Nuggets team that has all that depth or even a Lakers team who is going to have a year under their belt and uh, a decent amount of depth and more of an identity, I think that the Suns are kind of a classic Kevin Durant team the last few years where it's like this really good team that has a good record, but maybe some injuries in the playoffs and just not quite enough depth to legitimately make it to the NBA finals. But I could be wrong. And and if they they add some pieces, I could be wrong in a hurry. But I look at this team right now and I see like Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, DeAndre, that's amazing. And then I see like very old, not so good Eric Gordon, and then Bull Bull, and then a lot of guys like who I just am not seeing it with. I I agree with I, they're super top heavy. I agree. I think they did a really nice job with what they had to fill out their bench. Like they signed a bunch of uh, a bunch of like role players that I think are going to be solid for them. And that was before they got Bull Bull, who look is like I don't even know if I want to say he's a wild card because like oh he's a wild card i mean in a sense yeah but the reason i hesitate to say wild card is because to me with wild card there's a lot of upside i'm wondering if the upside with bull bull is just never going to fully be recognized i just that's what makes him realize for me yeah no that's totally fair i think at the very least they can now afford to have a lineup out there without DeAndre Ayton, you know, and you can put Bull Bull yeah. and Kevin Durant out there and you can at least create a little bit of havoc defensively. Kevin Durant is not the defender that he was with the Warriors. At this point in his career, I wouldn't really count on him to defend anything. Um, and I think that I have to figure it out because DeAndre Ayton is a good defender, but if they want more depth, they might have to consider moving, might have to consider moving him and just play more small ball. I don't really know. Um, Kevin Durant. I do want to say, we we don't Sorry, we don't really ahead. talk about this with Kevin Durant and I don't know maybe we do but the last time he's played like he played seventy eight games twenty eighteen nineteen and then you have you know pandemics and all that but like then he played thirty five games fifty five games thirty nine games like Durant isn't someone you can count on to be available as much as you you used to be able to. And I think That's that the, with the Suns, where they're going to run into problems in the regular season is they are so top heavy that a lot of times it's going to be, you know, I feel like when Durant's out, it's going to be Bradley Beal and uh, Devin Booker, and that's going to be plenty dangerous. But then, but it's like, then what? You know, you don't have Mikel Bridges there anymore. And obviously, it was the focal point of the Durant trade. But what they lost in Bridges was like, that really good three and D guy who doesn't miss a damn game. And now you have some guys, Durant's getting up in age, Aiden. Do you know still who's become sure. that really good three and D guy? Devin Booker's become that really good three and D guy. I yeah, think, Devin, uh, but Devin Booker's not a, I don't think he's the defender. Like Bridges is like. No, he's not. Well, Miles, you're, um, Mikel Bridges is an all NBA level defender. And, yeah. But I think Devin Booker is a very good defender at this point. And I'm just going to say this. The reason I think they're a contender is Kevin Durant is now playing with the best player he's he's played with since Steph Curry. And that's Devin Booker. I think Devin yeah, Booker has elevated steps. his game. I, th- I think Devin Booker is officially a superstar. I think he is an actual NBA superstar 
one of the six, seven best players in all of basketball. He's unguardable. You can't guard him from anywhere. He's strong. He's quick. He's an elite shooter. He uses his size to shoot over anybody because he's six six. He's he's become a great playmaker by playing with Chris Paul. He's learned how to pass. He's become a really good defender. I think he is a complete, absolute superstar. I really do. I think having him as your, I think he's their best player. Kevin Durant can now take the number two role. Bradley Beal is a number three on offense. Is dangerous as hell. I agree. They're super top heavy, and I think they're going to have to stagger guys. They're, they're going to have to stagger guys. They're, there's no way around it. They're going to have to stagger guys, and then a couple of their bench additions are going to have to kind of explode. And maybe I think they're be also going to we... get pushed around, just like That's physically. Possible. Physically, I it's think possible. it's like they're a team where like the easiest to look at are the Lakers and and the Nuggets for me. I think the Warriors give them different problems, but the Lakers and the Nuggets are going to be so much physically like more physical of a team that I, I think in the playoffs, I just feel like sometimes the game, you know, it's cliche, but the game can slow down a little bit and um, the defense is a little bit better. And I don't think that they can stand up physically to uh, Nikola Jokic and Anthony Davis. Uh, even LeBron James, still a very physical uh, basketball player. I, and then you look at the, the Warriors, they'll have them uh, – they'll be able to play more of their game. I can't wait to see those matchups, just pure pace, not to mention the CP3 against the Suns uh, angle on that. Yeah. But I just wonder what that's going to look like because they're like – they're going to shoot the damn lights out, but they might be losing some games like 153 to 147. I, I, I agree with your concern, but I do think – Look, if they keep DeAndre Aiden, he's a really good rim protector. He really is. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is not the – like, I already said this, but I don't even know if you would say that Kevin Durant is a good defender, but he's a capable defender. Yeah. Devin Booker is a – Devin Booker is a good defender. Bradley Beal is a capable defender. The rest of the guys they brought in, like, Eric Gordon cannot play defense, but he sure as hell can shoot wide open threes. They brought in Yuta Watanabe, who was lights out from three. They brought in Drew Eubanks, who's a who's a really nice undersized center that can play defense. Kita Bates D up from San Antonio is really good. I think they filled out their roster nicely. Look, I don't think it's perfect. I don't think they're gonna win the NBA title. I do think though that they're a legitimate contender. I don't think they beat Denver with this roster. But everyone other than Denver, I think they've got a good chance to beat. I really well, do. I, I, other than Denver. I think they might be like if Denver, let's, you know, God forbid if Denver loses Jamal Murray for a yeah. significant period of time, or if Jokic gets injured, or if any of the, the their big three gets injured. I think with Jokic, they're they can still pretty much beat anybody. But uh, if they do suffer an injury, I think Phoenix is right there to take their spot. I think Phoenix is to me they're the most dangerous team in the West, not named Denver. I, I have Phoenix in that Sacramento Kings, Memphis Grizzlies area. Wow. Where they're so like you have the really Lakers damn and good. I, so I you have Lakers think, and Warriors after Denver. Yeah, yeah, it, like doing it right now, you know, without taking a super. Where do you have close. the Pelicans? Oh, Pelicans! I mean, they're in that wild card scenario where they, they're just so the Pelicans. I mean, let's save that for another day because there's that's a long discussion. 
That's a long that's, discussion. That's a discuss- we could do a series on the Pelicans. Yeah, but I will say that the Pelicans are just the reason it's such a long discussion is because there are more X factors with the Pelicans and the Timberwolves and the Thunder than like those are all teams that could be unbelievably dangerous. The all thunder, have a lot the of thunder X factors. But the, the Thunder uh, are going to be so fucking watch. But uh, um, you know the the Grizzlies. Like, I'll just quickly say that uh, looks like we got ten minutes left here. Uh, I love the D Rose move. I don't want to get derailed on this, but I love the D Rose move for them. I didn't like it as a Bulls fan because I wanted Derrick Rose to go back to the Bulls. But I really like the idea of bringing the mentor that is Derrick Rose in for John Morant. Like on the court, I think it gives you a nice change up uh, to have someone who can attack the rim and kind of you can maintain your identity and stretches, uh, especially with John Morant's going to be dealing with the suspension and stuff. But I like the idea of having Derrick Rose there to kind of be like, hey, John, how about you don't throw it all away? Let's make some better decisions here. Um, just because Derrick Rose seems like he's someone who kind of matured a lot throughout his career and um, has a similar style. They're, they're always making those comps. But anyway, I look at Memphis and I, I think they got a little bit better. Steven Adams being healthy is like the ultimate X factor for them. Uh, but then I look at Sacramento and they impress the hell out of me. I think Sabonis and Fox are, uh, you know, going to light the beacon or whatever they're saying now. And then uh, the Warriors situation, I mean, like they lost some youth. Uh, but I think that ultimately this team is going to look a little bit more like the Warriors. Uh, Dario Saric kind of sneaky pickup for them like a good passing, big, strong guy. Yeah. Um, I, I love, I mean, the Chris Paul thing, right? Uh, I think that they probably start him, but even if not, like you, maybe you bring him off the bench, but I think Chris I Paul. Think, yeah. I think, I think he's going to come off the bench. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll, we'll see. Chris Paul doesn't think he's coming off the bench. I mean, it's, it's, for, like honestly though, I mean it's a good point because going to the Warriors where they play fucking, you know, they play five guys all below the, the height of six seven, you know, so there's a, there is a chance that he that he starts. Um, I do think he would be with the bench unit because what better player to put with your bench players that need a little bit of assistance than Chris Paul, you know? Um, I still think the Warriors are one move away. I still think they're, I think they might be in the Zach Levine race. Um, I think they might, they might, they might try to steal Mikhail Bridges from Brooklyn. That'd be Um, amazing. I, I wonder if Andrew Wiggins is not a warrior next season. I wonder if he's involved in some sort of trade. I just think that getting Chris Paul as your secondary playmaker behind, I guess he's not, I guess he's your third playmaker now behind, well, I guess. Draymond I'd say second. Take a little bit of. Oh yeah, yeah true. Second, you got Draymond probably. too. Um, but I mean, Draymond can just focus on. He's not just focus, but he can he can t- maybe take a little bit of a rest with Chris Paul being there, and Draymond can focus on defense and his amazing screen setting, which he's so great at. Um, Draymond and th- CP3 together on the floor is going to be so annoying and fun to watch. I'm not. 
I'm just asking this without I have not given a second of thought. But Draymond, Steph, and CP3, is that the three smartest? Is that the best combination of NBA genius we've ever had together? Those three players? I mean, I might even has throw, there ever been might even throw Clay Thompson there, in that. Yeah, sure. Throw Clay Thompson in there, but like has there ever been those three guys with their basketball IQs? Has there ever been a better big three than that? I'm not even being facetious. I wonder I mean, if that I mean, at that point you literally get you start talking about all time greats because then I don't know like Rondo, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul that's Pierce. Good. Yeah, that's you know that's a great one. Yeah, like uh, honestly, you know Rodman, Duncan, Jordan, Pippen. Yeah, Spurs, Duncan Robbins, Duncan Ginobili. Parker, Bruce Bowen. LeBron. I mean, yeah. You're, you're, you're that's, in... But I mean, I don't think any, any three of those, I don't think any three of those guys are in their primes. You could make an argument that Steph is sort of still in his prime because he keeps getting better. But uh, yeah, I mean, Steph, it's, it's, it's a different prime window. Cause he's like ages differently than most basketball players because like doesn't have a physical, super physical game. Like, but he also is getting stronger. Uh, Steph is a yes, he's still in his prime until proven otherwise. Yeah, I mean, he was. I still think he was maybe the other than Jokic. I think he was the best player in the world in the playoffs this year. I mean, there was teams the wasn't able to rise with him. Like, like he was like, going to be MVP. Like he he had his stretch, and it's weird because like he's not he's not as efficient statistically as like his 2016 MVP unanimous season. Um, or was it 2017? I can't remember. Whatever his unanimous MVP season was. Uh, yeah, 2016. I think 2017 was Harden. Um, but I would definitely take 2023 Steph over 2016 Steph. The dude, his handle has gotten better. I mean, he, he lit, I think that was actually one of his shortcomings was he he got shut down by Kevin Love. Remember? Like, he, he, he would sometimes struggle to lose the bigs that got swished onto him. Now, when there's a big on Steph, it's like I'm to me, it's lights out. It's just like completely over. He can get past anybody's handle is slicker than it's ever been. I think it's right there with Kyrie. Um, yeah, I think the Warriors are super. Of course, they're super interesting. I just don't know. I don't know what their final move is if they have a final move, and I don't know where to put them necessarily. Denver to me is still tier one A. Yeah, and everyone else is below them. Yeah. Um, but, and, I mean, and a lot of dominoes about... are yet to fall, you know, because right. like Damian I don't want to be Lillard, still... held to my still... Warriors con- comments like that I made on July 17th when it's October 17th and they've made more moves. You know what I mean? And, we, and we're we're saying all of this with, the, you know, kind of with the mental expectation that Damian Lillard's going to end up in the East, whether it's with Philadelphia or Miami, seemingly okay. Miami. There's still, a, there's still a chance that Dame somehow ends up somewhere in the West. I got a two-part uh, question and then all for of a you. Sudden, yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Do you want to finish at where you finished? Where no, 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 no. I, I finished. I just said my my just my thought is there's still a chance that Damian ends up in the West, and then all of a sudden we have a much bigger conversation to have. Yeah. Um, just a team I want to touch on quickly, uh, and then get into. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have you tell me who who's who's the best of the west but quickly i just want to throw on throw a bone to the dallas mavericks we're not in the conversation for best of the west but i want to throw them a bone just because like this is a team that addressed weaknesses they didn't reinvent the wheel i think that we need to have a little bit more 
patience with Kyrie and Doncic because I think by default that's something that takes some time to kind of for them to figure out. But like, way to go get. Yeah, Grant and I think Williams. now that we know that Kyrie's, yeah, yeah, Dante Sorry. Exum's a sneaky nice little pickup. Like, Rashad Holmes is a strong uh guy to pick up down there like i feel like they just kind of like we're like all right we need to stop being the worst defensive team in the world and they've addressed that <laughs> we'll see if everything well else they also works. they drafted i think he's six seven six eight that that kid from marquette olivian's olivier max sense prosper i'm not sure if I'm, they call him omax they call him omax so we got they call him omax and he's i think he's kind of an x factor for them i'm not look they're you're not going to ask him to come in and be one of your best players, but as a rookie, they need, they need to start hitting on these draft picks yeah. because their depth has constantly been in question. We um, got one minute left on the show here. Uh, okay. Ask me away. Give, me your, me, give away. me your top five in order in the West way too early. Top five. Okay. Denver. Denver one. I'm going to tell you a number two and you're going to say what I'm going to say, uh, New Orleans Pelicans are at number two in the West. <laughs> I think, I think obviously the health is a massive, massive if. It's a massive if, but I'm going Pelicans at two because I think they're going to be healthy and they're going to be fucking terrifying. Uh, number three, I'm going Golden State. Four Lakers, five Grizzlies. Wow. So Suns at like six. Oh, fuck. I forgot about the Suns. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Oh, I, I blew it, didn't I? Um, you blew it. De- Denver, New Orleans, Phoenix, uh, Golden State, Memphis. Ooh, you heard it here. I first think Mem- I think Memphis would be a lot higher, but the obvious twenty-five game suspension. But I think Memphis is going to be. We're not really talking about them, but they're they're just going to be getting better because their young guys are getting older and better. And, uh, and we'll talk about be pretty, them. They're going to be next time, folks. Yeah. Right with the Bulls podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>